everyone. Welcome to episode 107 of the Stallion Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. And I am Daniel Wheeler. Oh. <laughs> Very special Daniel. guest, Daniel, Chef Daniel Wheeler. Do you go by Dan? Daniel? Either um, one? Daniel normally. I think there are a few people that call me Dan. Heidi Beloto happens to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> she would call you Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Tell them Scotty and Pancakes sent you. Executive <laughs> chef of <laughs> dot dot dot. That's correct. Um, what is there anything else we need to introduce you as? Uh, that's great beard. Maybe best yeah. beard chef of Charlotte. I can't think of a better beard. Not offhand. Give somebody time and they'll uh, try to compete, I'm sure. I don't know. It would take time. That's a... <laughs> You've got a some length on there. Yeah, it's a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how... We'll just start from the beginning. How'd you get into food? Much like every other young boy from the South in the kitchen with mom and grandma and family dinners. And I mean, that's basically where we always congregated. So where, where are you from? Uh, originally, I am from... Bellflower, California. However, that's not the South. It is not the South. <laughs> is that Southern California? It, it is. It is Southern California. Okay. So technically, Fair. yes. The South of California. Uh, I moved to Texas when I was three years old, and that's where food really started for me as I was growing up. What part of Texas? Uh, we were in the Grand Prairie area. All right, that's so, fairly Southern. We'll yeah. take it. <laughs> Pretty Southern. So the Grand is that like Amarillo? Or is that South Eastern Texas? So, so, like, below San Antonio? Yeah. Like, really far below? Yeah. Like, on the border with Mexico, basically? Yeah. Pretty close. Uh, moved out here in 91. Been in the uh, Hickory, North Carolina area for the majority of that time. Okay. Large, large family. Probably 150-plus people at every family gathering. Wow. And it was just food galore. So what are what are some of the early food that you remember? Mashed potatoes. Um, sour cream and mashed potatoes, yes sour, or no? Yes. Uh, sour cream and or mayonnaise, depending on which family oh. member was oh. making. Now that I've never had, potatoes. and I like that. I do. I do not. I use neither. Okay. Um, I use potato water, the starchy water. Yeah. Makes it creamy, super delicious. Uh, the cube cube steak. Mushroom gravy. Oh, yes. Just deep, southern, good old cooking. And then, so so you're hanging out with your grandma, your mom. What are you, what, what, when did you realize, like, oh, this could be a career for me? A long, long time later. I spent, <laughs> I spent um, my late teenage teens and early 20s as a touring musician. Oh. And, yeah, it, I mean... In and out of... So how was my ukulele playing? <laughs> it was wonderful. I could never get my fat fingers on it. <laughs> See, that's why it's good. I have very small hands. Ladylike. Like, like kind of like Donald Trump. Soft. His hands. Soft so, and supple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very soft. That's what people say. Um, it's never done any manual But yeah, labor. so that's why the ukulele is good. That? Um, well, just my wife. One or two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't let them touch me, but I've heard they're soft, yeah. Yeah. My mom... Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, so you were a touring musician for about four years. What What did you play? Uh, I played bass and did some backing, yelling, <laughs> cursing. Was it Was it like a punk? Like it was to, like hardcore, hardcore metal. Yeah. Like, but like, 
screaming, yelling. We yeah. tried to sing, but it was mostly just broken up cries <laughs> of help. It, it was a good time. Uh, but in between touring, I was What just, band were you most liked? Like, of the ones that we would know? I would... I would probably have to say, like, Atreyu, Killswitch Engage. Just ringing a bell, Jason? Yeah, I was... <laughs> I also was a touring musician. <laughs> I also played in a, but it was a ukulele hardcore. It was weird. It was like a folk metal, like Tenacious D. Oh, nice. Um, Super Jewish. Super Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> Just two Jews. Very, very Jewish. <laughs> um, didn't have a big crowd there because <laughs> we only played on Saturdays and Jews can't. You know, we're supposed to be at Temple then. <laughs> so it was a weird... If we didn't... We, if we had it to do all over again, I think we would do it slightly differently. You play on Fridays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> maybe, maybe Saturday nights. We just, you know, we thought we could just get the people coming out of Temple, but it didn't work out. Um, so you're on tour, and you're like, okay, this probably isn't going to work out. Not necessarily didn't think it was going to work out. I just always could find a job in kitchens, and I was good at it, and I liked food. And So as you were touring, you were kind of like dabbling in the kitchen. Yeah, when I'd come off the road and I needed somewhere to work, I would find a kitchen to go into, whether it was washing dishes or working the line or frying chicken. It didn't really... So what was your first job you had in the, in the food world? A mom-and-pop diner called Bud's. In Hickory? Yeah, uh, well, in the Morganton area which is really close to hickory just washing dishes and occasionally having to cook eggs on a flat top i mean it was many many years later down the road before i realized that cooking was what i really wanted to do for a living so how did you get to that stage i just realized it was the only thing that i consistently found joy in like i can be working on a line in a restaurant i'm never really mad i always have a good time the busier it gets the better i am I was like, you know, every other job or career path I've ever had is does not make me feel this way. So you enjoyed the pressure of cooking. That, correct, yeah. So, okay, that's cool. That's I kind of feel that way in my job. Like, It's like all this crazy stuff's happening around you, but somehow like in your little world. It all makes sense. It all made sense. Yeah, that's cool. Do you feel that way in your job? No, I haven't found that yet, but I think that's great. <laughs> Finding joy in something that you do for a living. I mean, I don't know. It's not too late, I don't think. Uh, it's never too late. Yeah, I'll find it. I don't know. No, you're only... How old are you now? 13. Oh, okay, yeah, she's got time. She's a leap year, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next year. Yeah, yeah, that'll be my... Yeah, I'm going to come into my own. I'll have my quinceanera soon, and then... Yeah, we're, we're, a big, we're a big quinceanera family. I don't know if you knew yeah. that about yeah. Scallion Pancake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, nothing I've said is true so far yet. Um, so, okay, so you, so what was like your first like real gig? And I mean, you did those are real gigs, but what was like the first like okay, I'm making this a career? Um, I would probably say working in a country club on a line. It was a secondary job while I was going to school in, in culinary school. Um, so what call it? Did you go to Johnson Wales? No, I went to a small little place close to where I live in Caldwell. Well, I live in Catawba County, but the school is in Caldwell County. It's Caldwell Community College and Technical Institute. They have a nice little culinary department that has grown exponentially over the last eight years. And uh, I attended there, worked uh, a third shift job, and worked in the kitchen full time. And do you think the culinary school, you think it was worth it for you to go there? I think on a 
on a fast track to management, yeah. Um, as far as learning how to work a line and be in a kitchen, I would probably say no, but that's that's not really what culinary school is catered or designed to do. It's very much designed to breed the next generation of management. So it's it's kind of a necessary evil. So when you're hiring now, you're not looking for someone who's gone to culinary school or who's, go, who's going currently? Quite the contrary. I've found that the majority of people that have gone to culinary school are not the best suited applicants for me at DOT. Uh, Why do you think that is? I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that there are so many places opening up in Charlotte right now. The growth is exponential, and there are just so many opportunities for people that have good resumes that work a line. Um, also, in my experience, they've already they've been around a long time, or they've done it for a living for so long that maybe the spark's gone or... A uh, couple of the best guys that I have working for me right now have never even worked anywhere outside of a kitchen, outside of dot. So, and they're the hardest working. They want to learn. They're so you like taking like young bots that are like wide-eyed and ready to go, but not a lot of experience. You like to train them. Yeah, I mean, there's especially if you have the desire to work and learn, I will teach anybody. So how'd you end up in Charlotte? Prior to coming to Charlotte, I was a chef de cuisine at Highland Avenue Restaurant in Hickory, North Carolina, and I am affiliated with the Piedmont Culinary Guild, so it being based out of Charlotte, I've done a lot of events and worked with a lot of people um, like Chris, Chris Reed, Coleman, yeah, Chris Reed, Chris Coleman, um, Clark Barlow in the past, you know, just um, networking with all of them, knew that my path was either going to bring me here or Asheville at some point because I know a lot of guys that cook in the Asheville area and ran into Stefan and Steven at DOT probably a year and a half, two years ago. Made a nice little relationship with them, and when David Quintana decided to step down, they gave me a call and offered me a chance to come run the kitchen. So are you still living in uh, Catawba County? I am. So you commute. So that's like an hour? An hour each way. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. We should have met you somewhere halfway. <laughs> yeah, we didn't uh, know. Is, we, uh, we were actually in town already. I had to go run some product by the restaurant, and we hung out at Free Range for order fire for a oh, little bit. Oh, I was there. Yeah, well, we, we came in very, very late because we got caught I traffic. didn't see you. But, yeah. Uh, we could have carpooled. Are you thinking about moving, or are you guys want to stay? It's, it's definitely on our minds. But we're also happy where we live right now, so the commute isn't terrible. How long does it take you normally? Uh, about 45 minutes. Do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen to music? I, I listen to music. I listen to podcasts. Uh, it kind of varies. from. Sometimes I ride in silence and just <laughs> don't think about <laughs> yeah. anything. Yeah, clear your head. Yeah. Sometimes a commute is nice, right? Especially on the way there. I feel like the commute on the way home is never as good (laughs) for me it's opposite the way home is my decompression time that makes sense i just like by the time i get home i forgot about the whole day yes like all the stress is gone on the way there you're kind of like thinking like what needs to be done and everything that's awaiting you (laughs) backwards planning you might find me at midnight on 16 going towards catawba county just screaming at the top of my lungs to whatever's on the radio (laughs) just to let it all out and find that moment of calm before i walk in and 
have to stress my fiance out. <laughs> had you been to dot 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 when they like? I mean, were you a patron regularly or? Uh, not regularly. I think we had went maybe once or twice prior to that. Uh, I was very familiar with David's food and his background and uh, Stefan and his work in the cocktail industry. So. So did you change things up? Did you want to keep you know what David had going on? What was the goal going in? So initially we kind of tried to, my first menu was kind of a transitional menu to like keep our client. I didn't want to culture shock our clientele. You know, they're, they're so used to one style of cuisine. Uh, David's cuisine is not what I do at all uh, as far as my style of food. So this menu that's out now is very much me and what I'm, I feel so what like would you I'm say your style of food is? I would classify it as internationally inspired but locally sourced because not everything's necessarily low country cooking or like North Carolina stuff. I have some Japanese influence and Italian background and things of that nature. So how do you get, so you grew up in Hickory. How did you get these international influences? Working for different people, I'm half Italian, so like... Which half? This pop, half or yeah, the, the... The bottom half. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so pastas, like in my blood, Italian nature. You got some great blood. pastas at dot, dot, dot. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, it's one of the things that I strive to excel at. So so if someone hasn't been to dot, dot, dot since David Quintana was cooking, what would you say they should expect coming in? Like, what, how is it different? I would expect them to, if, they, if they're going to eat, you're going to get super flavor-forward food and simple presentations, uh, just like our cocktails. Uh, I'm trying to model the cuisine after our cocktails. They're, we're a classic cocktail bar. I want the food to be presented in classic natures. I still want it to be upscale and elevated, but I want the flavors to speak for themselves. And I know you guys were talking about this a little bit earlier, but what what's it like with the clientele that you have? Do you have like an adventurous clientele, would you say? I feel like the majority of our clientele are open to trying, trying things. There's... Um, Things on the menu, like right now, like Jason and I were talking about, rabbit with leek bread pudding that I didn't necessarily think the majority of our clientele would go after, but it's becoming a popular dish. And uh, foie gras, it's like my play on chicken and waffles. Uh, we're selling out of them almost every weekend. So, so you had a, a really cool dish that I liked, and it was the scallops, and it was on top of... Um, Pharaoh, Pharaoh and sorghum, and and you had sorghum, but you popped it like popcorn. Yes, which was super cool. I didn't even, I honestly didn't really understand what sorghum was. I thought it was just, you know, I've seen it as a sugar supplement, basically, like a sorghum Syrup. butter spread. Right, and you had it popped on the on the uh, on the plate, which I had never seen before. Yeah, it was actually used in two different ways in that dish. It was in the Pharaoh salad as well. It was cooked down like a much like a couscous. And then you pop it like you do popcorn. So how do you come up with a dish like that? Just I tried to use that dish as a way to incorporate a bunch of fall. It's beginning to be apple season, so you know lots of cinnamon, nutmeg, uh, and really trying to utilize grains that are in North Carolina. So how? But how do you think like I'm gonna do the sort of like popcorn? Like had you seen that before? Yeah, I've I've, uh, I've seen it several times throughout. My career coming up, it's a technique that we've we use the Highland Avenue quite often, and I think several other chefs in the area have used it. That's cool. 
I had never seen it. I know he came home talking about it. He was and so I was excited. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, just I think just that's just a subtle way to introduce people to new ingredients. Like everyone knows popcorn, and you see like a sorghum thing like that. It's like popcorn. And it's like oh, like this isn't so foreign of a ingredient. This sorghum, and like everyone at our table was like, "What sorghum? I don't know." But like you could see the popcorn, and it, everyone ate it and liked it. So next time they'll think like, oh, sorghum, that's not so crazy. No, and that's something that I try to do is I try to take an ingredient and utilize it in two to three different ways, whether it's across an entire menu base or if it's in one dish so that I can show how versatile one ingredient may be. And then you might go home and be like, man, I didn't know I could pop sorghum. I didn't know I could cook it like couscous. I just thought they cooked it down and took the sugar out of it like molasses and things like that or being able to cross-utilize um, sweet potato greens. So, you know, we have a sweet potato gnocchi dish that's on the menu, and we use the tops, the greens, as a sautéed green in our cold smoked fried chicken dish as well as in the gnocchi itself. Mm, I, didn't, I don't think I've ever had I sweet didn't try the cold greens. smoked fried chicken. And, uh, well, I, that was on the menu before, I'm right? I'm that, that's, that's, yep. that's been on since day one. We've changed the accoutrement as far as greens or mm-hmm. purees. Um, it's a super solid dish. Our, it's one of the things that we're known for right now, so... It's kind of hard to change the number one seller, but yeah, I'm surprised you didn't get that because that's what he likes to get. Well, he, David Chang's. I was just, I told Chef, I was like, just bring out what you want. And everybody knows out. about the cold smoked fried chicken, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. want to try some different things. But so, so what I'm interested in is, and you kind of what Yvonne kind of said, but so I was there with me and two clients, and one of the clients' friends who was just in town from Portland and didn't really go out. And she was like a little scared of the rabbit and like didn't, but she tried it all and she liked it. So, uh, and I've talked about this with other chefs, but what do you think, like, how do you think we educate the public on certain dishes or why, like, you know, using local ingredients are important, why it's like you should pay a little bit more to get a local ingredient for your dishes. How do we, how do we bridge that gap? Or why is it important? Uh, one, I think it's important where you know you where you, you know where your food comes from. Just because you need, I believe having that relationship with a farmer of any of any facet, whether it's vegetables or proteins of any of any kind, allow you to know that that person's passionate about what they're doing, that they're taking care of the product, and we are so apt to go to fast food and buy processed foods, and you don't know how many chemicals and stabilizers they put in it that. Uh, I really believe that that's what's fueling a lot of the disease in our culture, the the bad eating habits, the not exercising. I mean, you know, 100 years ago, everybody had some sort of connection with their farmer. And allowing our chefs being able to utilize local products as a way to educate clientele that, hey, it's not that hard to get quality product for reasonable prices is part of our due diligence. Yeah, um, I think it's cool that you serve the rabbit like on the bone, like the leg, so you can see like it's not like you put in a ragu or something where you're kind of hiding it. Like it's like it's out there. And, and that dish, that rabbit dish changes at dot in a couple different forms. And so like right now it's a braised preparation, but we use the entire rabbit. So the other preparation that's currently being cycled through is a roulade where we make a mousse and we stuff the rabbit back saddle with a mousse and we fold uh, we wrap greens in it, and it's a nice little 
presentation, you slice it open and it still has the same braising sauce on top, but you can see all the different layers inside the roulade itself. That sounds delicious. I actually yeah, remember awesome. the first time I had rabbit, I was like 15 and we we're at some restaurant in Miami, um, Florida, not Ohio. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I was like, I've never had rabbit before. And I tried it. I was like, oh, this is really good. Like, just tender and like, I don't know what I would describe. How would you describe it? It has that? a really mild flavor, would yeah. you say? It, it is mild. It can, be, it can be slightly gamey, but I think in a good way. Not, yeah. not one that's off-putting. And I believe it's a... It's an approachable game meat. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's not quite as gamey as some of the it's other ones. Not like an ones. elk or um, right. Yeah, it's hard with rabbits because they're so cute, but they are so also so delicious. So. Honestly, <laughs> they they populate very quickly. Yeah, that's true. They're not endangered. Yeah, yeah we're we're doing we're doing our part in you know keeping the population. Yes, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Uh, so far, it's been really well received. Everybody loves the flavors that have come with it, and when I deal with any type of protein or ingredient that is super off-putting, I would say, to the majority of people uh, in our area or in America. I just, I try to pair it or prepare it in ways that are super approachable. You know, I think that our clientele at this point and my tenure at Dot are starting to trust that we know flavor profiles fairly well, and so they're more apt to try the little stranger ingredients now. So what is your, um, like when you're coming up with a new dish, like how do you go about, like what are your, what's your process? Starts with a base idea, whether it's a a protein or an off the wall inspiration. And I just kind of go from there. So give us a, give us an example of an off the wall inspiration. Um, so well with the, the rabbit, I was like, I want to do, I want to do bread pudding on the fall menu. I have no clue what kind of bread pudding I want to do. I just knew I wanted to do a bread pudding. It's classic Southern. Like anybody in the South knows that if you go get a bread pudding, whether it's a sweet or savory application, if it's done right, it's going to be outstanding. Um, Leeks are a phenomenal product in North Carolina, especially around this time of year. So I happened to get some from uh, one of my farmers, and I was like, we're going to do a leek bread pudding. But what's going to make this stand out? What's a protein that nobody else is doing right now? And doing a little research around the area, nobody was putting rabbit on the menu. And I got a lot of flack from Stefan. He was like, I don't think people are going to buy it, man. It's weird. <laughs> it's like, I was like, let me make you one. He was like, okay. So I made one. The first iteration, he goes, man, that's delicious. He's like, we're going to do it, but it's going to be weird. <laughs> and I was like, the people will come. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird. They're gonna come for the bolognese, but they're yeah. gonna stay for the rabbit. Right. <laughs> and so far, so good. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I think that's cool that you kind of started with the side, like the bread pudding, which was so good. And one of the people I was with, like, they tried to take the dish, and there was like one bite left, <laughs> and they almost killed, <laughs> almost <laughs> smacked a spoon on their hand when they were taking it away. They're like, no, don't take that. That was so good. But I think that's cool that. You kind of, and sometimes when I'm looking at menus, I kind of look at the sides first, like what's with it, and then like go up from there. Right. So that, I think that's kind of cool that that's how you came up with that dish. The same, the same thing played uh, with the Hoppin' John. That's on the menu right now. Um, everybody kind of does shrimp and grits everywhere you go. I 
I love shrimp and grits. It's not something that I really wanted to do at DOT per se. Uh, Hop and John is one of my all-time favorite rice dishes on the planet. So yeah, that was very good that. too. And the steak was very good. That is uh, something that I just ran as a special. Wasn't it's not on the menu. We had oh. Uh, yeah. No one will ever get to have yeah. it. Haha. <laughs> so that's for so them. So who's doing, is there someone doing the dessert program or is that you? I didn't go with Jason this yes. night. So, so um, currently we're doing all house charcuterie is a program that David Quintana had started when he was there. And the program is phenomenal and the charcuterie is lights out. Uh, since I've been there, at least 80% of our clientele asks if we have a dessert menu. So over the last six months I've been developing desserts and running specials on the weekends and we've been selling out every single weekend that i run them so hopefully effective october 1st we will have a full service dessert program for our clientele to enjoy with all their tasty beverages and it's all you you don't even need somebody else right like oh i I have i have a lot of friends in the charlotte area that i've called to to help me because i am not a pastry chef it's not your favorite i know a lot of chefs uh, feel that way that they don't i love doing i like i like challenging myself so that's it's a very it's a very new experience to push the boundaries in that aspect per se but all of our all of our desserts are going to be inspired by classic cocktails i love that so give us an example of one that you're working on uh one that i've almost finished rd is an old-fashioned cake oh so it is a super aromatic orange cake that is brushed in cointreau served with bourbon sabayon chocolate soil amarina cherries and what is chocolate soil so chocolate soil is essentially um, chocolate, well, cocoa powder, some butter, and um, some stabilizing agents that allow it to kind of clump up into what looks like dirt. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds amazing. It, it tastes exactly like an old-fashioned. Yeah, with like in the form. cherries, too. Oh, my gosh. So October 1st, this is the goal. That, that is the goal, yes. Okay. By the time this comes out, that'll be pretty close. So wh- be good. which chefs, either in the area or nationally or around the world, do you look up to for inspiration? I would have to say in in the area, Stephen Goff down in Asheville at Oxbar is killing the game down there. He, I've never been disappointed by anything that he's done. Um, Charlotte area. Chris Coleman, I've never been disappointed by him. Oh, that's just uh, as you just yeah. saw him. You don't have to I, pander I mean, to Chris Coleman. He's, he's a beautiful man. <laughs> he is a beautiful man. <laughs> and he brought saltines. And pickled shrimp. I yeah, know. I mean, Gosh, um, what a mensch. Mike Knoll is killing the game at Bardot. I mean, that man's he's like the god of Charlotte right now. He's the godfather of food uh, for our area. Uh, nationally, Anthony Bourdain, Charlie Trotter. I mean... There's so many names that you can draw inspiration from. So do you look like, are you following them on Instagram? Like, how are you finding, like, inspiration from certain places? I do I do follow a lot of um, upper echelon of restaurants on Instagram. I, I find that friends of mine who find little hole-in-the-wall places, I get more inspiration from. Like, just... So give us an example of one of those. So... I mean, my old my old exec Ben Sullivan, um, who was at Highland with me, sent me a few photos last night of a dinner that he was having at another spot in Asheville because he was down at Chow Chow, and 
I can't remember the name of the cocktail bar. It's a fairly new cocktail bar concept down there, but the guy was doing CBD-infused cotton candy for dessert. And oh, nice. Like curried crab legs that were tempura battered and just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, things like that and little small places that you don't realize exist are super inspirational for me. So many cool things happening in Asheville right now. We've got to get back up there. Yeah. So what made you take the dot, dot, dot job? Because it's kind of, I guess you wanted to be in Charlotte, but that's kind of a big commitment to, you know, kind of uproot, even though you're not moving, but it's a 45-minute drive. Um, I firmly believe no risk, no reward. You know, you, they, they came to me and they, they told me that they believed in my ability and they thought that I could be the person to build their program and be the future for the food at DOT, and I believe that the drive and determination they have to be successful and the professionalism that they show in the industry is right up my alley, so I thought I felt like it was a good fit, and so far it's turned out to be. So wh- what would you say, like, what sets DOT, DOT, DOT apart from some of the other restaurants in town? Well, one, we're members only. Um, membership comes at a cost of $10 a year. I'm a member. It's <laughs> very, very easy to become a member. I, I think our, our service style, we're super personable. I mean, we try to make every single person walk in that door feel like they're family. Um, if, we, if we don't know you, we try to make sure that we know as much as we possibly can about you by the time you leave. We want you to come back. We want you to be regulars. And I try to touch every single table that I can. Yeah, I did notice you were walking around, and I had to say the oh, wow. server was very good, like amazing. She was like your best friend, pretty much. Yeah, that's right that's away. every server, every bartender that we have. We we pride ourselves on hospitality and making people feel like they're home when they're there. Are they going to remember your drink order and all of that? Is it that kind of you guys get regulars like that <laughs> at that level? We, we get regulars that come in that know our bartender so well that they don't even they literally. They don't say anything. They'll say hi, and then they just <laughs> yeah. put drinks on the table because they already know what kind of spirits they like, what kind of... It might not necessarily be a specific type of drink, but it's never-ending cycle of creativity from them that goes out every night. It's awesome. It's a great feeling to have walking into a place. So has the dress code relaxed at Dot Dot Dot? And if so, is that from due to your influence? Um, the dress code has relaxed quite a bit since opening. Uh, I think now the most... The biggest rules, no ripped or holy pants and no flip-flops for, no open-toe shoes for guys. But for women? Like women, you can, I, no flip-flops for anyone. But, but you sandals. Can, you can have like open-toe sandals, I'm sure. Okay. Like yeah, the lady have. came with us with open-toe sandals. I was a little nervous, but they let her Yeah, right in. Okay, that's good. Because um, that was my biggest early on. I'm like, because it's the South, it's always hot. Women in, are in always the summertime, we have, we have relaxed a lot. Like okay. When we first opened, there was like no shorts and. What about shorts? Shorts, for shorts are men and women. Shorts are fine in the summertime. Okay. Um, after, Do you think Yvonne shorts are too short now? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did not dress for dot dot dot. Okay. No comment. I dress for Lizzo. <laughs> they should be shorter. <laughs> is Lizzo like? Is that like his metal band? Yeah, it's similar. Okay. Lizzo cool. used to back up for them. Yeah. <laughs> Look where she is now. So, yeah, we're, we're just trying to... Accommodate. Accommodate a wider range of clientele while still, while not 
faltering on our, our premise and our... Yeah, it felt very welcoming. Like, I get a little nervous about stuff like that. But, yeah, you walk in very, like... So you walk down a huge hallway, which is really cool. You feel like, am I in a dungeon? Like, where am I? Like, it's, this is a cool vibe. And then you just, you know, you open the door and it's... It feels like you're in the 1920s. Yeah, it's very super, it's super art deco, like Great Gatsby feel. Yeah. Uh, very classic. Nice marble top bar, wood seating, original yeah. hardwood floors. I mean, it's a beautiful space. And you said you were thinking about doing a New Year's flapper That's, situation. That is the goal. Hopefully, ticketed only uh, five or six course tasting dinner with a champagne toast at the midnight hour. Jason has a flapper outfit, so and he's yeah. available. I haven't made it. I don't think I've made it till midnight on New That's Year's true. in the last five years. But maybe this is the year. <laughs> we might be able to find a place for you to take a nap if you need to. Yeah, uh-huh. he can rest up and then that put on be, the outfit. We'll wake you dance up at eleven forty-five. That'd be perfect. <laughs> so you just did a, um, you just did a little deal in Asheville. Yeah. Where, so first uh, first year of Chow Chow Festival in Asheville kicked off this past weekend thanks to Katie Button putting it all together and i was lucky enough to be invited to do a little demo on main stage on friday so we went down there and hung out for the evening and had a great time so what what did what what did you demo um i demoed two dishes that were currently on dot's menu one is the shrimp and hoppin john that you had and the other is the sweet potato gnocchi Uh, it was in sponsorship with lady edison pork so both of those dishes currently use lady edison pork at dot the bacon is in the sweet potato gnocchi, and then their two-year ham is in our Hoppin' John. And and you made a delicious ravioli that you had, like, huge truffles. Yeah. Decadent truffles that were delicious. That was, that was like, one of my favorite dishes. Did he get special yeah. treatment, or are there always that many special, that many truffles I, on that? I did, I did not go any further with truffles for you than I know. <laughs> he he specifically said, you're not getting anything special. Yeah. He was like, let me, I'm I'm just, I wanted are. to be a normal person. <laughs> I said, let me feed you. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, all right. <laughs> I said, yeah. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, at Dot, awesome. we are a small place, top of style. I feel like a lot of people probably say, like, hey, just bring out some stuff for me. Yeah. No, I mean, especially especially people that I know or know our servers, they're like, yeah, hey, you know what I like. Feed us. We're hungry. Um, that happens quite often. We get large groups, and they go, like, we're hungry. We're not going to look at the food menu. Just bring it out. We'll pay whatever. And It's probably your favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're happy to oblige. I mean, I'm... If you want to eat, I'll feed you until you until you pop. Until <laughs> you say no. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, that's what I like about a nice restaurant like yours. It's like you go in there and like, you know, if you tell the chef like, take care of me, you'll take care of us. Yeah, and it's gonna be delicious. That's the goal anyway. If it's not, I expect everybody to tell me so we can change. So when you're going out to eat with your family or maybe after work by yourself, where are you eating in town? Or are you mostly eating like where you live? Or are you doing some eating in Charlotte? We do we do quite a bit of eating in Charlotte when we, we get out. Sometimes it's difficult for me to muster up the energy to drive back out here on my day off. But uh, when I do, we, we do go to uh, we go to Bardo or I think we, we ate lunch at Fuda Buddha today because you know who doesn't love ramen? Yes. Um, One of our favorites. Yeah, mostly... We eat around the house. It's like low-down, super ethnic Asian spots or 
a couple friends of ours that I used to work with back in the, uh, back many many years ago own a Mong restaurant, and we go there once or twice a week. And what a what type of restaurant? Mong. What is that? It's a ethnicity in the Asian community. They don't really have a home. Some people are from Thailand. Like, they don't have a country that is theirs. Oh. Uh, but we have a very large Hmong population in the, the Hickory and Morganton area. So Who knew? That. Yeah. That's exciting. So what what type of food are, are they? Well, the place is, the, the place is known for their, their duck. Oh. And they, the duck is phenomenal. But I am a fan of their beef larb, which is a raw beef preparation with, like, bitter melon and fish sauce and oh shit we're gonna have to come up there raw though yeah i've said i've had lard but i've only had it cooked that's interesting uh you they will they will cook it for you um my favorite is raw sounds great what what, what is the name of this of this place it's called um duckin good food okay (laughs) yes i love that is perfect (laughs) duckin good food and it's in it's in longview north carolina Okay. Any other places by name? Yeah, what are some places put on their list? Let's see. In Hickory, North Carolina, downtown, Las Isabellas. Uh, hands down, one of the best Hispanic spots for food. Fresh tortillas. Um, mm. I mean. Okay, how do you feel about us coming up one day? Yeah. <laughs> do a little Hickory tour. So everything yeah. sounds great. Please, please do. We have a spare bedroom, so if there's a little bit too much drink going going on. <laughs> You got a place to crash. A little too much larb for Jason. Yeah, you might you might get a little full and need to lay down for a while. Yeah, okay. that's a, okay. I have a. I don't know if this is a disease, but after I eat dinner, I like I need to go to bed immediately. Like thirty minutes. He gets he starts to get so weird. Like he like, like the he fact can't that I talk. made it to the Panthers game the other day was you a get miracle. Sleepy, you start yawning. You yeah, start fighting it. Like he a, just shuts like down. Child. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no you can't talk to him. He gets he gets doesn't like me to say it, but he gets a little cranky. Yeah. Like, do yeah. you think? Do you think I should just not eat doctor. enough? Or I mean, too much? Do um, I see a doctor? Are you a doctor? I think. I think if you come to dot, you're not. You're not eating too much. Yeah, maybe that's why you were good for the Panthers game because you didn't get overly full. Yeah. Well, and I was on my best behavior because I was with clients. Normally, I would have been. Oh yeah, like it, when he goes with me, there. like I have to like keep my eye on the dish because he eats so fast and such big bites. Like I don't get. get I have to get my own. You know. <laughs> He's not a sharer. <laughs> okay, so if there's one place you could travel, like in the world right now, for, yeah, for, for food, food, where would you like to go? Mm. That's hard. Because now you're going to make me choose between like elevated fine dining and just like street food. Well, pick you could pick one for each. No, just, no. Okay. Um, this is Anderson Cooper. We don't we don't <laughs> let him off like that. This is hard hitting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. I, I would probably have to put all the fine dining spots aside and like probably go like Asian street food somewhere like you know like Thailand China, or Thailand, Japan and just get down and dirty with it. I I want it all. Yeah, all your vaccines are up to date. It's good. Just go for it. We ate some really questionable street meat in Peru. Didn't really get sick. Not really. Maybe a yeah. little touch. That's like the beautiful, especially in Asia. Like <laughs> we just, eat meats. We didn't even know We haven't been were. there. We're going to Japan next year, but just. I'm so jealous. But I, I feel like Japan. Her to go for, they yeah, had really good. Our, we got flights for 550 round trip. Um, yeah. Put yeah. a tracker on that because like they go down really April low 16th. You guys can come. 
But yeah. I feel maybe like- maybe it, uh, uh, I don't know when you're getting married, but maybe a honeymoon <laughs> with stallion pancake. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm that's down. what she's always dreamed of. Yeah. A honeymoon with stallion pancake. What? Yeah, could that's be, true. Could we'll it be, be the more witnesses. romantic? Could could yeah. we get could we get married at a street food stand eating questionable meat on a yes. stick in Japan? What's more romantic? Um, honestly, legally, yes, I think we can. I'm an ordained I'm not a lawyer, minister but online. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Jason I'm a can marry you. <laughs> we'll we'll check with the lawyers after this and see if we can do that. But yeah, that uh, Japan was our next trip. That's going to be fantastic. What about higher end? Like, what's if you'd go to like the highest restaurant? What would um, you put? El Bulli. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's the one that. Womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you can kind of. Can yeah, eat where well, all the evil, ill bully chefs I'm, are. I'm definitely we're, jealous that you guys went to Noma. Yeah, we're uh, we're like weird about Noma. We like it too much. One of, uh, one of my, <laughs> they have restraining orders. One of my former line cooks just got back in uh, May, June from doing a, a stage up there, an internship. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. That, oh, that's Gorgeous, incredible. Yeah. Um, so he's going to be going to work for Sean Brock's new spot in oh, Nashville? A, few, a few months, hopefully. That's crazy. So. Yeah, the Noma, but we just went to um, Enigma, which was Albert Adria's yeah. um, place, and it was really good, but I feel like El Bulli was just, and it's kind of like On a mystical level. now because it doesn't exist, and yeah. like everyone went through there that's anybody now. Yeah, that was, that was the end-all, be-all spot for... And it was, like, impossible to get into. They had, like, a 100,000-person waiting list or something. (sighs) Maybe they'll come back. A little too late. He's not even that old. He's, like, (laughs) 55. Yeah, I don't don't think he's got anything left to prove at this point. Yeah. I mean, unless he just wants to do a pop-up in Charlotte. I mean, hey, we'll we'll if take anybody him. Anybody can get to their scallion <laughs> pancake and get it. That's right. We're also, we're going to start the movement. <laughs> hey, yeah. they did. They did. A, they did a false Limp Biscuit concert in Morganton, North Carolina, <laughs> and Fred Durst was going to show up. So, really, so a false. They were like, we're just going to play all the songs. They just cre- they just created an event page for it, and there was like <laughs> three hundred thousand people clicked that they were going, and Limp Biscuit was like, we might have to show up. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so we'll just do that. It's we'll be like, saying. he's coming, he's coming. And so then. there's so there's a restaurant in Chicago that's owned by like Alinea, and it's called Next, I think. And they and they did a uh, they they like changed the whole restaurant every three months. And they did their very first one or their second one was El Bulli, and they just like recreated the dishes, and they did one per year. So they did like a twelve year, so twelve course dinner mm-hmm. one year, and they like worked with them. And I was like, "That's freaking crazy!" Right now, they're doing a Jose Andreas one. That's like a three month. I'm so I'm so thing. disappointed. I missed him at Chow Chow yesterday. Was he at? Yeah, he was. He was at Johnson and Wells on Friday doing uh, Jose Andreas was Jose Andreas, and then wow. he was at Chow Chow in Asheville with Katie Button doing paella in the park. That's insane. Yeah, he's so. he's just a cool. Just what he does for natural disasters and stuff he, is amazing. He's he's what. Well, he was at a bully. Yes, he's what he's what every. I mean, I feel like it's our our cause as cooks to take care of people in need. I mean, we're not only here day in and day out to like put out good food, and make people happy and smile, and you know, hospitality is all about that. But if you can also give back to people that are less fortunate or people that need to be fed, then we should feed them. And hopefully, in my career path, I'll be in a position to be able to go down and help. Yeah, I mean, it's so cool. Like he didn't—he doesn't have to 
you know, he has plenty of money and a bunch of restaurants, but the fact that he's like on the ground in the Bahamas or like when everything hit North Carolina and he was there and, and it's all free. Really cool. They like yeah. he, every single piece of food that he puts out and he pays like all those people that cannot afford to go down there without getting paid are all paid free. They're, they're all paid out of his pocket. He is an incredible humanitarian. Makes That's good awesome. steak, too. <laughs> what I hear. Yeah, I've Only been, Jason's been. I haven't yeah, been. Yeah, he has a steakhouse in Vegas that's my favorite steakhouse in the world. Bizarre Meats. You're a bizarre yeah. meat. So so what's the <laughs> coolest restaurant you've been to that's not, like, in the area? Or what's your favorite restaurant you've ever been to? Maybe it is in the area. Hmm. I'd probably have to say there's a little mom and pop uh, Italian spot in uh, Hell's Kitchen that I don't even think is even there anymore. Um, in New York. In New York, yeah. Uh, and it was literally called Maria's. And it looked like a hole in the wall, and they had the best pasta I've ever had in my life. So, Have you been to Italy? Go. No. Oh, you got to go. I, I do need Maybe to that, that might be a good... I tried to get, I tried to get Paul Verica to tag and to let me tag along with him next. Oh yeah, week. he's yes. coming. That, yeah, he's yeah he told me that. So yeah, I told him I was just going to show up, but he never responded. Paul, <laughs> Paul, I'm calling you out. Come on, Paul. <laughs> Let's go to Italy together. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Oh, that's so. Uh, yeah, we'll that's, have to go see. If that's Maria like the magical thing about New York is that you can just walk down, and that's like kind of Italy too. Like you just go into like a random place, and it's like blows your mind. Yeah, with I, the food, and it, it's all about simplicity too. It's not. All this Americanized pasta that's covered in sauce. It's just perfectly prepared, handmade pasta with simple ingredients that is dynamite every time. Yeah, it doesn't need much. So so since you're half Italian, what's like what's your go to Italian like when you want Italian food? I make it. But what do you make? Uh bolognese or a uh Putinesca Oh, sometimes just a uh, simple pesto, parmesan. So, what are you making at home, like other than that? Nothing. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm always cooking. I'm always, I'm always, a, I'm always a dot. You're too tired when you come so, home. So probably. your fiance is making. Yes. Yeah, fiance is cooking. She my, says. My, so my, fav- my favorite meal is whatever Thea makes. <laughs> so what? What does your fiance like? Do you give her pointers? Like your, you know, oh, yeah. she sometimes a little more she butter. Ask me what. She's like, why is this not as good as yours? What am I doing wrong? And then it's always through text message, and I'm like, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. I can't taste it. Probably it needs it, more butter, it, right? Because like that's one of, the chef one of One of three things. It's either butter, salt, or acid. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I'll try all three. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it all in there. You can't really Yeah, I wrong. feel like if you're cooking for a chef, like, that's, that's high pressure. I, it's really not. Like, we just... We, we eat at least every single chef that I know or line cook. It doesn't matter. We, our favorite meal is one that we don't have to cook. Yeah. Even just, so just that's yeah, a that treat. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. He'd be perfectly fine if I sat a bowl of cereal in front of him and be like, hey, this is your dinner. Yeah. yeah. Bowl I've, of cereal. I've ate cereal for dinner on many occasions. And that's been tickled a, that's to death. his fiance in the background yeah. saying <laughs> he'd eat cereal if I put it. What type of cereal, are, cereal. are you? Uh, right now. 
What's your, what's your like, go to? Like, yeah, I'm raisin brand. Oh, are you 98 years old? <laughs> Jason yeah, has a problem I'm, with raisins. Anytime someone says they like raisins, well, I'm just, he judges. Her favorite ice cream is technically uh, you like raisins because that scallop dish had golden raisins in it. No, I, I, I I'm have so nothing, into golden raisins. I have right nothing now. I against I raisins, that. but. What did you have? She likes rum raisin. That's her favorite ice cream. <laughs> like her and my 98-year-old dead grandma. It's that or butter pecan. Do you eat butter pecan? Yeah, I too? like that too. Any any old any old man yeah. flavor, that's yeah. what I like. <laughs> Can't help it. I'm Papa at heart. Yeah, yeah. me too. Papa. I'm just Papa. Papa. Deep inside me. Yep. All right, so we have a recurring segment here on the Scallion Pancake Podcast called The Best Thing You Ate This Week. So it can be the best thing you drank too if you want to pick a cocktail it can be something that you made something your fiance made something you had out at a restaurant any any old thing um probably the best thing that i ate this week is if you pander to your richard, fiance no, richard, richard, richard gross at the uh the omni in Asheville did a house sausage oh. um that was fire and I wished I could remember what he said that was in it, but he threw so much information at me about this thing that there's no. I I packed up 15 of those bad boys in Saran wrap and tinfoil and carried them around the rest of Chow Chow. <laughs> and just took one <laughs> yeah. out when you felt peckish. We just, yeah, we just shared them, you know. So we need to go to Chow Chow next year. I'm yeah. going to Euphoria this week. So will you go down there this week? Uh, Saturday, Stefan will be down there. So okay. he's doing the history of the old fashioned, I believe. Oh, there. so it's going to be cool. like a segment for ninety people, and then I think he's slinging drinks all day too. So, because nice. I'm going to the grilling on the green with Chris Coleman and Ashley Boyd and Shy, and nice. uh, two other chefs that aren't from Charlotte, <laughs> lame. Um, but I'm sure I'll see him after at the after party. I'm sure you will if, if I'm invited. Look at how excited Jason Chris is Coleman about said this. I could sleep with his wife and him in That's the same bed. That's what you guys were talking about. That's what was yeah, like it's a little slightly, uncomfortable. Yeah, slightly creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just walking out the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take away the slightly. If, I, if I'm not mistaken, Rob Clement's going to be there on Sunday. Yeah. maybe I think he got asked last minute to do the brunch series. Oh, really? Yeah, he is. So, hang out with your best friend he Rob. Is. He so. texted me, so yeah. We've, him and I finally get to cook together on October 13th at Heist for the Clean Water Coalition. Oh, nice. Are you friends with him? Like, we are, like, Facebook friends, and, like, we kind of oogle each other on Instagram. With <laughs> He's got a great Instagram so, account. So like, talk a little bit about, like, the chef camaraderie in Charlotte. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I've never in my life. So when, I'll just put it to you like this. Uh, one of my chef friends in Charlotte, his name is Philip Platoni, and he is the chef de cuisine at Southminster. He's also a PCG member. He came... South Minister's... The retirement they, yeah, home. So yeah, when they did the food. fork and... That was our favorite dish. Yes. Yeah. He's good. Um, yeah, he's he's an incredible, incredibly talented chef. He actually covered for me Friday at DOT so that I could go down to Chow Chow and do my demo and... You know, that's awesome. Hang out. Uh, that's, that's the type of camaraderie that is in Charlotte. You can call any chef anytime, and if we can help you, we will help you. We want every single person that is striving to make it in the industry to be successful. And you can only do that with community. So. That's true. I think PCG has done a really cool job of creating that. Yeah, our, our premise is all ships rise. So either we all succeed or we or none of us succeed. And there's, there's a lot of cool things going on with PCG members. I mean, we've got several of them at the James Beard House with Soul Food Sessions right yeah. now. Um, you know, just... Really cool. Yeah. Really cool stuff happening in Charlotte. Makes me happy. 
it's about time. It's taken a very long time. There's been so much talent in Charlotte for so long, and it's it's finally starting to take off and get. So why so why do you think that is? I think people are finally starting to see that this is a food city. Like it's Charlotte is not a destination city. We're known for banking, and we're finally getting the recognition that we we deserve for the quality food that we put out. Yeah, I think it's. What's the best thing you ate this week? Oh, I guess I'm getting cut off. (laughs) Well, you kind of ruined my segment. (laughs) Um, The best thing I ate this week. Um, Oh, man. So many things. Uh, I will, you know, I didn't go to too many places this week, but I did go to dot, dot, dot. And I hate to pander when the chef's here. (laughs) I mean, really, what did you have that was better? Nothing. My favorite thing was the leek bread pudding on the the rabbit leek bread pudding. It was so good. And I'm... The, I actually really like the state too. That was that was actually all of our favorites. I think we said that the state was the best, but I thought the rabbit was just cool presentation. The leek bread pudding, the rabbit, everything, very good. How about you? Did you leave the house this week? A little, a couple hours. Um, we went to Bar Marcel last oh, night for did. the first time. Have you been there? I have not been there. Yeah, we were wanting to check it out for a while. Heard good things from Kristen Weil. From yeah, we think a lot of palette. the... So a lot of people from Ion Provence went yep. there to work. Most of their kitchen is now at Bar Marcel. And yeah, we, I, think, uh, yeah. I think their exec pretty much took his whole crew over there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name right now, but um, but yeah, he took the Paris breast from Ion Provence over there, which we'd actually never had before. Um, so just like the puff pastry with the hazelnut cream and Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that thing was good. That was a winner. And we had to share it and be polite because we were with other people. But I just wanted to run away with it and sit in a corner. <laughs> Is that yeah, good? Yeah, so how do you think, like, should we just kill the person we're with so we can have the whole thing? Like, just I, order I another say, one? Yeah, what do you just say? say you order two. That's what we should have done. I don't yeah. like to share desserts. That's no. like, I don't know why I think that'll be okay. I will say the portion was very generous on that, so it made it a little easier. Um, and then special shout out to Chef Coleman, who brought some saltines and butter, to which, you know. Because you guys recorded a podcast right before this, and that's yeah. that's my favorite food, saltines and butter. So, yeah, that's that's going to be a, a close tie <laughs> with Bar Marcel. All right. Anything else we need to ask? Nothing else from me, Chef Wheeler. Thank you so much for I, joining. I apologize us. for this uh, vacuum cleaner in the background. <laughs> so at least at least all the listeners will know that it's a clean. Bit. It's super clean <laughs> here at Huga and Garrett. Why are they always vacuuming during our podcast time? Is this personal? <laughs> and on a Sunday. Yeah, it's always during our time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, maybe we come. At I don't the even think time. the listeners can hear it. So. But, it's yeah, chill. thank you so much for coming. Everyone should go check out dot 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 because it's really good and you're doing really cool stuff there. Um, tell us where we can find you on the interwebs uh interwebs you can find me on instagram at chef daniel wheeler and facebook is just daniel wheeler there's a whole bunch of us out there so good luck finding me. yeah find the right one find the best one um and uh find the one with the the, the least amount of friends that's probably me and the <laughs> longest beard <Yes>. yeah <laughs> great sexy beard dare i say um and da- dot dot dots at dot 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 clt i think yes on Instagram. Um, they've got a pretty cool Instagram too. Uh, everyone have a great week. By the time you guys hear this, uh, the desserts will be out in like two days. So get over there. So everyone go check out that old fashioned dessert. That sounds amazing. We're going to go hang out with you in Hickory and go to this, uh, fun ducking good food. Yeah. Ducking good food. I don't know. Is that right? Ducking good food. food. (laughs) All right.
All right, everyone have a great week. Chucking good food.